everybody, and welcome to the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Newsom, and we're going to be visiting episodes of the Andy Griffith Show and exploring, you know, how the characters from the Andy Griffith Show behave and to see if their behavior reflects poorly or positively from a Christian perspective on their character. The podcast is uh, based on an episode of the Andy Griffith Show, and it's also the Mayberry Bible Study was originated by Joey Fan, and that's what we're using to do these uh, episodes of the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast. So if you drop by over at BarneyFife.com, you can download lesson plans for the Mayberry Bible Study and teach it uh, with your Bible study class or your church or wherever it might be, and you can uh, help them enjoy some of the Mayberry fun as well. Now, we'll be focusing on the 16 public domain episodes of the Andy Griffith Show because you know we want to show good character here at the Bible study and break no copyright laws. <laughs> because as you'll see later in the episode of the podcast, we're going to listen to an entire episode of the Andy Griffith Show. And tonight's episode, or today's, whenever you listen to it, is episode number 83, Rafe Hollister Sings. So this was a special, special episode of the Mayberry Bible Study podcast because it was actually recorded live on the Mayberry Cruise back in November 2011. Uh, we're going to start off with a special message from Ronnie and Elise Felker as Barney and Thelma Lou in this, uh, this recording. Uh, and they're going to talk about the things that are required to get into heaven. And uh, you know, they're going to re- the scene they do is going to remind you a lot of the preamble to the Constitution that Barney did. So I hope you're going to enjoy that. Then we're going to go right into listening to the episode Rafe Hollister Sings of the Andy Griffith Show. So you'll be able to listen to that entire episode and enjoy yourself. Have fun as you listen. And you'll have show notes that are available or lessons, lesson plan that's available at the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast.com. And you can download those. They're in PDF format, Adobe PDF, and you'll be able to follow right along with the lesson after the Andy Griffith Show episode section of the podcast. And so we'll have, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to quit talking here, or I am, and we're going to head right on into that. And I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. Coming up, this is live from the Mayberry Cruise. So I hope you enjoy it. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started because we got a, a special thing to begin the show. We're going to uh, we're going to do the Bible study, but we're also going to have uh, Barney and Thelma Lou are going to do a little bit of a presentation for us right before we start. So, so we'll uh, we'll start this, and then we'll do the Bible study when they get finished. All right. So everybody, y'all get a special treat. You don't have to just hear me talk. <laughs> oh, here you go, Barney. Everybody, you woke up this morning. I feel like I'm singing Leaning on my Everlasting Arms this morning because we're all leaning. <laughs> but I'm going to do my skit right quick and then we'll turn it back over back over to Alan. You know, Thamalo, we went out to the Bluebird Diner last week and we had a sizable meal that evening. You know, we went Dutch treat. Anyway, uh, we got home and you know when you eat late at night and you, you, you have these crazy dreams, you know. It just lays on your chest, you know. Well, anyway, Samuel, I was I was laying in bed dreaming. I dreamed I died and went to heaven. Got up to the pearly gates, and you were standing at the pearly gates, and and uh, said you was checking them in. Said uh, said Saint Peter had well, put on a coffee break or something, and uh, there was something about a. Uh, Wait a minute, Barney. Did this have anything to do with you having to tell me good deeds you've done in life to get a hundred points to make it in the gates? Yeah, how'd you know that? Why I had that exact same dream. You're, you're kidding. It's truly true. You know, they say when you get married, you're as one, so I guess we can dream the same dream. Well, I was dreaming that dream, and all of a sudden I woke up, didn't, didn't get to finish the dream, and I think you let out a big snore or something that woke me up. You know, me and Thamalou are married now. We're not, we're not living in sin. <laughs> Don't make that clear. <laughs> ain't shacking up, brother. Anyway, Thamalou. I didn't get to finish that dream. You think we can go through this dream and make sure I've got my 100 points because I want to make sure I made it to heaven. Hey, Barney, I didn't only dream the same dream. When I got up, I wrote down St. Peter's list. Uh-huh. So we're in good shape. Well, let's just sit in here and let's go through this dream. Because, uh, I, know I, did a, I know I did a lot of good deeds in my life, and I'm sliding like I don't know what. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> let me just, uh, you say you want me to tell you all the, all the good deeds I've done. Yeah, Barney, 
they tell me the good deeds you've done, and then I'm going to check it against St. Peter's list and find out how many points you receive for that. All right, well, this won't take long because I've been doing good deeds all my life. Let's see. The first good deed I've done, I went to church all my life. I went Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, revivals, vacation, Bible school. Anytime them church doors open, I was there sitting on the front row. Now, what about that? That's worth worth 100 points right there. Well, Marty, that's great because you know what? We all need to be in church when the doors are open. <laughs> and according to St. Peter's list, you get two points. Two points? That's all I get. Two points. I gotta lay it up the bed and slap a while. <laughs> no, Bonnie, you couldn't have done that because it tells us we need to be. Alright, well, I got plenty more where that comes from. I have read my Bible through Genesis, Revelation, and Acts of the Concordance. I've read it over and over and over. Matter of fact, Andy told me I was like a, walk, a walking Bible. So that means you can quote any scripture? Any verse in the Bible, anywhere I can quote it, sideways, backwards, forward, any kind of way. Well, then how about quoting us Genesis 1 1? <clears throat> well, uh, that is where, where it started, that ain't it? That's right where it began. <clears throat> well, let's see. Uh, Genesis 1 1, it says, In the beginning, uh, in the beginning, <laughs> well, right. let's, let's move on to something in the New Testament. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. New Testament? Yeah. John three sixteen. You know everybody knows that. But he, oh, even kids. Even even Leon, he he knows John three sixteen. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, it's go like this. Says says for God so loved the. Uh, <coughs> oh, for God so loved the. Uh, God so loved the what, Lauren? Yeah, for God so loved the uh, what? No, Lauren. That not sound right. right. That's not right. For God so loved the world, the world that He gave, he gave his, only his only begotten, begotten Son. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Anyway, I can quote any verse in the Bible. Well, that's pretty good. So, according to St. Peter's list, you get two more points. Two points only good for that, dude. Two more points. I could have read Field and Stream or something. But it wouldn't have been bad for me. Well, I got, like I said, I got plenty more where I'm coming from because I'm a good deed doer. Okay, well, then keep going. All right. I have given money to the church all my life. Anytime they pass the offering plate around, I give 50 cent a dollar every Sunday. You give how much? 50 cent a dollar, you know. Barney. Quarter. You have more than 50 cent a dollar in your pocket. <clears throat> well, I've seen Preacher Tucker and some of the deacons, you know, Gomer Goo, but they put in 50 cent a quarter. I figured out that, that was the thing to do. Barney. People did that 30 years ago. They did? Yes, because that's all they had. You can do better oh, than that. Oh, that must be what Floyd meant. He told me this story the other day, and uh, you know Floyd, Floyd the barber, he's kind of in, incognito today, I think, or something else. But anyway, Floyd, he told me this joke, and uh, I, think, I think this is what he meant by it. Okay. Yeah, you know, Floyd knows, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, he talks a lot like Floyd, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. Anyway, Floyd said, hey, Ronnie, come here a minute. I want to tell you a joke. Now, my wife's written pretty for a joke, you know. He said, he said this, this $100 bill and, and this $1 bill was going down this, this conveyor belt. They was going to grind them up. Yeah. And said, this $100 bill, he jumped up and says, uh, hey, $1 bill, just let me tell you where all I've been. He says, uh, he said, I've been to Vegas. Been all over the world. I've been on the Royal Caribbean, and Otis has been gambling with me down there. Yeah, he says, uh, yeah, getting him a snoopful. Anyway, he says, uh, I've been all over the world. He said, dollar, one dollar bill. Where you been? And that he said that one dollar bill looked at him kind of pitiful, with a little squeaky voice. He, he said, well, I've been uh, the Baptist Church, Lutheran Church, Presbyterian Church. <laughs> Church of the Nazarene. And then Humboldt Bill said he looked at him and said, What's a church? Boy, that's sad. Yeah, it is. It's sad. It's pathetic. That's what it is. So you're saying we can spend $100 bills on a cruise, but we can't spend but a dollar bill in church? Yeah, yeah. You know, some that's, people are cheap. That's you know. sad. That's really sad. Well, it's very important that we pay right, our tithes right, and yeah. support, right? And according to St. Peter's list, you get two more points. Two points, that's all I get. Two more. For all that money? Barney. Well, listen. You got six. So it's, you a tax, it's a tax write-off anyway, I think. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I have, uh, 
I fed the homeless. I opened a soup soup kitchen. I've been feeding the homeless, clothing them for years now. And uh, that's something people do not do. These days. People are greedy as dogs. You know, they don't want to do anything. But I've been feeding clothing to, to poor people for years now. And I think that's worth 300 points. Well, Barney, you know what? We're supposed to look out for our fellow man and help them when they're down, right? That's what I do. Well, you know, for that good deed, you get another point. One point's all I get. One point. You mean I didn't have to feed them bums? Party! They should have got them a job. You're supposed to do that. All right. I get one point. You get one point. Well, then, Lou, I got one. This will get me 100 points no matter what. I've been married to you for 26 long years, never cheated on you, not even in my heart. What about that? And what about Juanita? Who? Juanita at the diner. Oh, Juanita at the diner. Lovely, sweet Juanita. From her head down to their feet. Oh, I'm going to say. That was long years ago. That's in the past. And that's over, over and done with, Pal. All right. If you say, if it's true what you say, that you did not cheat on me, not even in your heart, Juanita... St. Peter says you get three points. Three points? Three points. You say I got three points in this too. So you have ten points. Ten now. points. You mean uh, I couldn't even call it call it Juanita? I mean, after all yeah. this, I, no, I ain't going to do it. You know what, fellow It's going to take by the grace of God to get into heaven after all this. Well, finally, Barney, and welcome to heaven, because that was the only way you were going to get in. So, so the grace of God is all, all it takes. Grace of God is all it takes. Why didn't you tell me that to start with? Because apparently you're one of those guys that have to learn it the hard way. <laughs> well, folks, that's the truth. All it takes is the grace of God. It ain't churchgoers, don't, they don't make it to heaven. Tithes payers, they don't get to heaven. Good deed doers, they don't get to heaven. Only Christians, blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, that they deserve it because it's by the amazing grace of God that we all get to heaven. But do your good deeds anyway. Do go to church. Do pay your tithes. Pay more than a 50 cent or a quarter. Don't be cheap. And uh, thank God that we still live in a Christian nation that we can get on the ship and talk about Jesus Christ. And don't be ashamed to talk about Jesus Christ wherever you go. Because in Mayberry... They probably had Bible study in the class, and they said, in God we trust, and they pledged allegiance to the flag, and the school needs to get back, and the churches need to get back to the Mayberry style of life of putting God first. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. That was really good. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I, know I did. That's a pretty good point there. I like that. So... All right, so we're going to run right into this. Uh, we're going to, most of you, I think, got your handouts, I guess. You got your handouts? We're going to watch an episode, like I said last night. We're going to watch an entire episode of the Andy Griffith Show, and it's Ray Hollister Sings. I'm sure most of you guys have seen that. Anybody in here haven't? That's what I figured. So, uh, so let's go ahead and watch it, and then uh, as you're watching it, you can keep in mind these things that you got on your handout, but don't stare at your handout and enjoy the episode, because we'll talk about this as soon as it's over. So let's see an episode of Andy Griffith Show, Rafe Hollister Sings. Let's see. Let's get this thing going. The Andy Griffith Show, starring Andy Griffith, with Ronnie Howard, also starring Don Knotts. Uh, uh, Andy and Barney are in the courthouse. Barn? Hey, Barn? Hey, Barn? Hey, hey Barn! <laughs> How much longer are you going to be at that? Why, is there somewhere you want me to go? Uh, yeah. Where? Anywhere. <laughs> what I mean, Barnes, I I'm afraid I might be bothering you. I've been making a lot of racket out here, folding letters and licking stamps and everything. <laughs> I've tried to keep the racket down, but I'm just a noisy folder, and that's all there is to it. The truth, I ain't even noticed it. You're just being nice, Barn. You're just being nice. Now, I know I'm disturbing you, and if you want to go off somewhere else and practice, I'll understand completely. No, no, it's all right. I can put up with it. Besides, I'm leaving in just a few minutes for them tryouts. You know, Andy, I got a hunch I'm really going to do all right. <laughs> Be something, wouldn't it? 
if I win that audition and get to represent Mayberry at the Ladies League Musicale, mm. that could lead someplace. Yeah, I suppose it could. Yeah, the only thing that's got me worried is I got a virus cold coming on. Sure hope the bug don't get down on my larynx. <laughs> what? The larynx. Oh, oh, oh. Well, oh, that's why you're using that bug spray. <laughs> bug spray? That's honey and water. All the big singers use it. Nelson Eddy, Tex Ritter, Ferlin Husky, all of them. Honey and water, huh? Yeah, honey and water. Ah, 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 mm. ah. Yeah. Good. See? If I was you, I'd be careful of that stuff. Yeah, I'd sure watch that stuff if I was you. Why? Can't hurt nothing. It's just honey. Oh, but it could. Now, just think. You get right out in the center of the stage, right by yourself. Yeah. And the spotlight falls right on you. Yeah. And then you take a deep breath. Huh? Uh-huh. Then your voice. I mean, your glorious voice. <laughs> comes up from your lungs, yeah. right through your larynx. Finally, it comes busting right out through your mouth. And then. Then what? Then your voice gets drowned out by all them flies buzzing around your mouth. <laughs> There's one right there. <laughs> Laugh them in a tailor. Regular Joe Penner. <laughs> yuck, yuck. Barney heads back into the back room, and Ray Foster walks Hi, into sure. the door of the courthouse. What you got that? Mess of fresh picked string beans. Your Aunt B asked me to drop them off here for some kind of doings that's going on. Oh, yeah. They're nice. Must be for the big supper the ladies leave having after their musicale. I'll set them right here. <laughs> That's Barney. How long's he been ailing? <laughs> he's just practicing up on his singing voice. If he's any kind of a friend, he'd be a help instead of a hindrance. Hello, Ray. Sorry. Give me a C car on that thing, will you? I want to check my pitch. Okay, what you gonna sing for him? Oh, I don't know. I thought I'd do something from the light classics. Mm. Sort of a toss-up between Tico, Tico, and the Umbrella Man. <laughs> you can go all the way with Moon and Manakura. <laughs> I can't help you out much with any of them. Maybe, maybe since you're doing something from the light classics, though, you know, believe me, if all them endearing young charms. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It ain't much of a challenge, but sorry for a warmer upper. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> believe me, if all those endearing young charms, which I gaze on so fondly today, were to change by tomorrow, like fairy wings, baby. Barney. I don't mean to butt in none, but that ain't the way it goes. <laughs> Your endearing wasn't too charming, Barnes. <laughs> it goes la 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 da 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 That's how it goes. <laughs> Ray's right, Barn. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just another way of doing it. It's the same song. <laughs> Good thing you showed up there, Ray. Why don't you join along and sing with Barn? You don't mind, do you, Barn? Well, no. <laughs> It'd be a little tough for you to keep up, Ray, but. Sing along the best you can. <laughs> Sing along with Barn. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. Wait, hold it. Ah, ah. <clears throat> okay. Believe me, before the young charms, which I Which I can pick it up a little bit. Thou would still be adored as this moment thou art. Let thy loveliness fade as it will. And around the dear ruin, each wish of my heart would entwine itself fervently still. Hey, now that was some kind of good. I forgot what a fine set of pipes you got on you there, Ray. Oh. Hey, Amy Mark, how come you quit singing? Oh, that wasn't my key. <laughs> well, I guess I better be getting on. I enjoyed the sing-along. Okay. I'll see you, Rafe. Hey, wait a minute, Rafe. 
Hey, Barn, why don't you take Rafe along with them singing tryouts? Huh? Rafe? How about it? Rafe wouldn't hurt none. What are y'all talking about? They're having singing tryouts over at the town hall. Why don't you go sing for them? Oh, I couldn't do that. Well, why not? Because. Because he just couldn't. That's why. You're right to refuse, Rafe. I'm surprised at you, Andy. Well, what's wrong? Well, what's wrong is that Rafe don't have no trained singing voice. That's what's wrong. You want to get up there with the rest of us and make a fool out of yourself, Rafe? Well, I will ask you questions only a trained musician understands. <laughs> like what? Well, suppose they was to ask you, can you sing a cappella? Would you know what to do? No. Well, there you are. Like it up and embarrass yourself. <laughs> hey, Barn. Suppose they asked you if you can sing a cappella. What'll you do? Well, I'd do it. A cappella, a cappella. I know the rest of the words. I see. Barn, I think all they want is to find out how good a voice you got. Now, why don't you take Rafe over there and have him sing for him? You want Rafe here to be embarrassed and humiliated? They want people up there with musical backgrounds. Well, it was just an idea. I don't mean you have to stop singing, Rafe. You just go ahead and do it. You sing in the bathtub, don't you? Well, you can go right ahead and do that. <laughs> can I ask a question? What is it, Rafe? What time are these here tryouts? Well, right about now, I guess. Why? I'm going over there. Huh? Well, I reckon that since they ain't never around when I'm taking a bath, I best go on over there. Now, Rafe, listen! Go on with him, Barn. Go on with him. Maybe on the way over there, you can teach him how to sing a cappella. How's that go again? Acapella, acapella. Let's catch it. Barney storms out of the courthouse door going after Rafe. Barney and Opie and Andy are in the courthouse now. Opie's sweeping the floor. It was one of them electric moments in the theater. When the last note died down, there was this hush fell over the hall, you know. You'd never even have known anybody was there. (laughs) Was there? Well, sure. All the other tryouters. <laughs> I wish you could have heard me, Ange. Yeah. Now, how'd Rafe do? Oh, all right, I guess. Say, oh, uh, I wonder if you'd mind holding down on the sweeping. See, that raises dust, and that's the worst possible thing for the larynx. What? The larynx. That, that's the organ in your throat. You got an organ stuck in your throat, Barney? <laughs> that's the thing that you use for singing and talking. It's called a voice box. Well, yeah, but the more correct medical terminology is a larynx. Good word to know. And you don't want me to sweep any dust into it. That's right, because I'm going to use it for singing. I'll just go in the back room and wait till the dust all settles. <clears throat> oh, hi, John. How'd tryouts go? Very, very well. Oh. I'm sure we've discovered a truly outstanding voice. Really? Well, I'll do it. It's so genuine. Fully natural Barney's in the feeling. back room. Perfect Thinking pitch. That he's yes. talking about him. Amazing he's kept it to himself all this time. <laughs> Barry is going to have a representative we can all be proud of at the he music house. He adjusts his tie and walks back out of the back room. You still ain't told me who won. Andy, I want to thank you for sending over Rafe Hollister. Rafe Hollister? Why <laughs> not? He has a remarkable voice. You must have known that, Andy, or you wouldn't have sent him over. Oh. It was a fine idea. It was just a suggestion. The fact is, it was the best I heard. And now I must get over to the mayor's office. Mrs. Jeffries is waiting there to hear about our choice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again, Andy. Okay, I'll see you, John. That means Barney ain't gonna be the one to sing, huh, Paul? Uh, oh, well, uh, uh, yeah. And I guess it's all right if I go ahead and sweep. <laughs> Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Barn. Oh, oh no, no, that's all right. I just had the wrong selection. Mm. Pick something from the light classics, and it was just over their heads. Mm. What'd you, what'd you think of? A cherry berry bin. Oh, oh, I see. And they didn't, they didn't like it. It was over their heads. Mm. The fact that it was so over their heads, I, they stopped me right in the middle of it. Oh. Oh well, uh, well that's that's a, that's a shame. Oh, it was it was over their heads. <laughs> well, try again next year. Yeah, darn right. <laughs> yeah. Next time, uh, I'll just be a little bit smarter. No more cherry berry beer. <laughs> no, no, no cherry berry beer. It's over their heads. Right. <laughs>
You want Andy to see me? comes to the mayor's office. Yes, I do, Sheriff. I most certainly do want to see you. What is this? Some sort of joke you're pulling? Huh? John Masters was just in here, and he told us the choice for the musicale, Rafe Hollister. You want Rafe Hollister to represent us at the musicale. I understand this was your idea. No, I suggested he go up there and sing, but John Masters picked him fair and square. What's wrong with Rafe singing anyway? What's wrong? Sheriff, you must face the facts. Rafe Hollister simply is not presentable. His appearance, the way he dresses, and to present him at my organization, a club that has been dedicated to the finer things, never. Rafe's already been told he won. Well, then you just tell him he didn't win. Rafe Hollister was your idea. You just march yourself right out to his place and tell him he will not be needed. How can I tell him a thing like that? You tell him anything you want to. You tell him it was all a mistake. But you make it clear to him that he will not be representing the fair city of Mayberry. Mayor. Good day, Sheriff. Tell you, I just couldn't Andy's believe at my ears when he told me he won that wife. singing contest. Yeah, well. Oh, hi, Ray. Oh, howdy, Sheriff. Martha been chewing your ear off, has she? <laughs> no, we was just talking. Uh, the, the reason I come out... Don't it beat all? I mean, the way you just told me offhand to go on over to town hall and then for me to get picked. <laughs> we just ain't letting the sheriff get a word in edgewise. What did bring you out here, Andy? Uh, there's no trouble, is the sheriff? Uh, no, no, there's, uh, there's no trouble. Uh, I, uh, just wanted to congratulate you. I know you'll, you'll do fine, Rafe, just, just fine. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all I wanted to tell you. <laughs> You didn't tell him. I couldn't, Mayor. Oh, really, Sheriff? We can't do it to a mayor. It means too much. Well, it means a lot to the town, too, to have somebody up on that stage we won't be ashamed of. Well, what you so worried about Rafe for, anyway? What am I so worried about? His appearance. Why, he's... He's seedy. <laughs> He'll get dressed up for the musicale. Oh, will he? Well, Sheriff Taylor, I am holding you personally responsible for his appearance. Well, Rafe enters the courthouse dressed in overalls, a tie, well, uh, a jacket, and his hat. Andy Rafe, and Barney I, looking I, at him. Claire, you, you look fine. You, you really do. You look, you look just fine. Well, I figure for a big musicale like this, fellow ought to get dressed up. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you look fine. I would have greased my shoes, but every time I do that, the cats all follow me. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Rafe, uh, wh why don't you come back in about an hour? I got some work I have to do, and then we'll go to town hall and practice. All right. I think I'll leave my coat and tie in the truck, though. I hate to be dressed up in the middle of the day. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I'm in trouble. Yeah, what are you going to do? Oh, he shows up over there at the musical looking like that. The mayor and Ms. Jeffers will have a fit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll just have to go out and get him some clothes. Well, how are you going to know his sizes? Just have to guess. Come on. Rafe comes back in the courthouse after some time has passed. Well, I'm back. Andy's sitting to go? behind oh, his I'll desk. I'll be with you in a minute, Rafe. Looking at some Can't paperwork. Figure what? Well, our records are off something fierce. Ink must have got smudged. Hmm. Somebody we took in for moonshining April a year ago. Address up on Willow Creek Road. Moonshining? Yeah. Last April, was yeah. Oh, that's me. You took me in back then. Can it be? By dog, you're right. Now we can set things straight. But I've done my time, and I ain't been moonshining since. Well, I mean, not so as you could notice. <laughs> that ain't what I mean, Rafe. Seems we made a terrible mistake. We forgot to give you your suit of clothes when we turned you loose. Suit of clothes? Yeah, you know how the government gives released convicts a suit of clothes so they can start life afresh? You know, you, you've seen it in jailhouse picture shows. <laughs> well, Andy, I was only in the lockup ten days. Oh, that don't make no difference, Rafe. You did wrong. Mighty wrong. Gonna have to take full consequences. Oh. Uh, Barn. 
Uh, you want to get me the, the, the suit of clothes out for case number 68456735. I finally found her man. Huh? Oh! I don't need no clothes. You have to take them clothes, Rafe, and you have to wear them. Otherwise, I might get in a peck of trouble. Well, I wouldn't want that. No. And then we can go over to town hall for that practice. Yeah. Well, better hurry, Rafe. Come on. You ready, Rafe? Come on out. Rafe comes walking out in a suit. And he looks good. Well, you look fine, Listen, Ray. Ray too tight. Fine is one. I honestly believe I'd rather spend another ten days in jail than to wear these government clothes. <laughs> well, you'll forget it, Rafe, when you get to singing. Singing? I got all I can do to breathe. <laughs> you'll get used to it. Well, howdy, Miss Hollister. Howdy, Andy. <laughs> Look at that, Ray. Don't he look good? <laughs> Andy, Andy. Sure is something, Rafe. You look good enough to get buried. I feel like I'm fixing to. <laughs> Mayor, Mrs. Jeffries, they're on their way in here. Good. We're ready for them. Afternoon, Mayor, Miss Jeffries. Sheriff. Come right on in. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> look who's here, Rafe. Howdy, Mayor, Miss Jeffries. <laughs> Don't Rafe look nice? I tell you the truth, I feel like I'm about to strangle. <laughs> I do believe these are the tightest britches I ever had on. <laughs> uh, Rafe, you uh, you want to put my guitar in the case back there? Rafe does look nice, don't he? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I... Oh, I suppose he looks good enough to get by. It'll be all right as long as he doesn't associate with anyone. Yes. Yes. You see to that, Sheriff. Martha Hollister heard him say that. And Andy heard that sees that she heard. He has an idea. And now, the final performer in our program comes from right here in our host town. It's with great pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, that I introduce the representative from Mayberry, Mr. Mr. Rafe Hollister. <laughs> Rafe comes out where he's over Thank you all. I appreciate all of you coming out tonight. Well, howdy, Mayor. Mrs. Jeffrey. Y'all here again? And accompanying Mr. Hollister on guitar will be Sheriff Andy Taylor. Mrs. Dennis, I didn't... I mean, we didn't... <coughs> well, everybody else sitting down, I reckon I'll sit too. Ready, Andy? When you're ready, Mr. Hollister. Well, go ahead on. Look down, look down That lonesome road Before you travel on Look up, look up and seek your maker For Gabriel blows his horn Weary toting such a load Trudging down that lonesome road Look down, look down That lonesome road Before you travel on Look 
down that lonesome road before you travel on. He's really wonderful, isn't he? Yes. And what a perfectly marvellous idea, having him appear dressed that way. It made his selection so much more authentic. <laughs> Mr. Hollister, will you favour us with another selection? Want to? Why not? Riding on that new river train Riding on that new river train The same old train that brought me here Gonna carry me back again Darling, you can't love one Darling, you can't love one, you can't love one and have any fun. Oh, darling, you can't love one. Darling, you can't love me. <laughs> darling, you can't love me. The mayor and Andy and Obi walk into the courthouse and Barney's... Well, you hear what he's doing. next year's tryouts. So soon? Yeah. Well, I'm really going to work on it this time. If you don't go inviting the whole town to enter, I'm going to stand a chance. What are you talking about? Well, the way you invited Rafe Hollister to enter there, and it turned out he had a better selection than me, and he won. Oh, come on, Bob. Well, this time I got the perfect selection. What? Crawl that song. Here, give me some cup. Mm, all right. <clears throat> oh, you get a line, and I'll get a pole, and we'll get down the crawl that Barney, I hate to butt in, but that ain't the way it goes. It goes like this. You get a line, I get a pole, honey. You get a line, I get a pole, babe. You get a line, I get a pole, we'll go down to the crawl that hole, honey, baby mine. You know you're right, Ope. Hey, Ope, why don't you go along with them singing tryouts next year? How about it, Barn? Won't take Ope along? And he looks up, and Barney's going out the door of the courthouse, closing it behind him. You get a line, I'll get a pole, honey. You get a line, I'll get a pole, babe. You get a line, I'll get a pole, and we'll go down to the crawdad hole, honey, baby mine. guys enjoyed that. I'm just going to leave that up on the screen. Hey, uh, we're going to uh, jump right into this because we've only got about 25 minutes to, to finish up. So uh, we'll jump right into first the discussion question. The first was, Barney said he was afraid that Rafe would be embarrassed and humiliated if he tried out for the musicale. Who might have he really been worried about? You know, who was he really worried about? Himself. Exactly. Barney was uh, hearing Rafe sing and obviously realized how good Rafe was. And I, I don't know, maybe Barney was like those people we see on American Idol who actually do believe they can sing and try out. Maybe he was like that, I'm not sure. But uh, looking at Rafe too, we go into the, the mayor and uh, the lady from the, whatever the organization was, and you just see the way they were treating Rafe. They were, you know, prejudging him. And uh, Matthew 7, 1, 5 says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Who do you, who do you look at? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your arm? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when the whole time a plank is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye 
and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So in prejudging others, wow, the mayor, I, I didn't even remember until we were watching it how bad they were prejudging Ray. Just because of the way he dressed and that he was a farmer and he, you know, he worked outside, he worked hard. That's why he looked like that. It wasn't, and we were talking about that earlier with uh, Barney and Thelma there talking about uh, outward appearances and outward things you do when you're tithing, when you're going to church on Sunday. That doesn't mean anything. And I think we we do tend to do that because it's hard not to. It's hard not to look at people that are different than we are and don't like the same things we do and, and not somehow kind of judge them as we go, go out in life. You know, but I think that's definitely something. Wow, watching that, I don't want to be them. And I think we do that too. You know, we see people on the side of the road, or we see them uh, just walking past us at the grocery store, or wherever you are. And I think you do that. You know, so I, I know as Christians, we definitely we're told right there not to do it because uh, it's so easy to look at other people and see the little things that they're doing wrong, and you forget how bad you are at times. You know, what Christ did for us dying on that cross and, and all the things he forgave us for how can we be judgmental about somebody else's uh, I don't know cut you off driving down the road that's one of my favorites because almost everybody seems I always have a problem I won't have a little uh, you know Jesus emblem sticker or the fish on my car because I'm afraid I might cut somebody off and they'll think aha there's a Christian cutting me off in the road or something like that you know, so <laughs> But uh, anybody else other than me, maybe I'm the only one prejudging others. You see that as a as an issue in your life that maybe you. It's real easy to do. It's real hard to not do it. To tell you the truth. Right, right. Walking into church, he said. Walking into church, people walk in with shorts and flip flops. Do you uh, not want them to come to church? You know, we've had some of that problem that I've seen where uh, there are certain people at the church who think that you have to wear... Evidently, Jesus wore a suit and tie and, and, to church every Sunday. <laughs> and, and, you know, if Jesus showed up at our church dressed like Jesus dressed and he walked in Sunday morning, what would people do? You know, I mean, this, this is a rhetorical question, but... That's not what's important. You know, so the important part is having there. We have this, uh, well, we've already talked about that, preconceived opinions when we see them. You know, you see, if you saw somebody walk in with a robe and sandals on to the church, almost everybody in the church would be kind of, you know, moving this way or looking at the person, I'm sure. You know, if you see somebody show up in their overalls and, uh, and, uh, a tie and a hat and everything. We shouldn't prejudge them. So I don't want to be those people that I saw right there. That's the main thing. I don't think any of us do as we're going forward. Let's see. We're caught up in ourselves. Boy, we saw that too. So let's read Matthew 18, 1 through 5. It says, uh, I'm having to get my lights so right there. At the time the disciples came to Jesus and asked him, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you ch change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. So you saw Ray too. He had a natural kindness, natural acceptance. You know, he didn't go in there thinking uh, these folks are better than me or anything, or I'm better than them. But you saw the mayor, you know, he was better than Rafe because of just Rafe standing in life. And I think children is what we need to be like, more like kids. Because kids don't, at least at the beginning, they don't have as much of it they don't they're not afraid of people and they're not prejudging people they like everybody to some extent and they learn from us over time i'm afraid who to say well stay away from that person stay away from that person and i think 
think if we could just learn to love people like kids love people, because you know, a good, you know, well, Santa Claus obviously gives kids stuff, but kids love Santa Claus. Kids love uh, folks at church. They go to church, and the older people that get they come up to older folks, and they like to get a piece of chewing gum from Mister So and So, or a piece of peppermint from that person, or there's just an acceptance that they have that I think we grow out of. And we forget, too. We just forget and move along from that. Anybody got anything they want to add on this? Love to hear from you guys, because I'm not a, uh, I'm not a preacher. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Great song of South Pacific. It's called You've Got to Be Carefully Taught. So if you don't come into this world with any prejudices, you're right. We all develop those along the way. And, of course, we want to be like everybody else, so we talk about people like they do if we want them to accept us. And I, I think that's true. And we downgrade others is the next point that's on here. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about. You look at them and you think they're less than you are. I mean, where would we be if we didn't have people that work hard with their hands, not working hard? And where would we be if people didn't pick up their garbage? And where would we be if didn't have the people who run the sewer system for you? You should not look down on those people because we couldn't, I mean, I... That's not what I do, but my goodness, the people who come and clean my garbage can at work, you know, are pretty important to me, or at least they would be if they didn't come, right? You need to notice those people and and be appreciative of them because I mean they're not they got they're working, they're they're trying to do a good job, they're you know, it's not about the money and it's not about you're standing in life in that regard. It's really about your standing with Christ is where you are, right? Because there's a, a janitor, a fellow at work. He's one of those men that uh, every day when you meet him, you smile. And I mean, isn't that... You know, I don't know if people say... They don't say that about me because I, I bet. They may not. But I see that guy and he's, Good morning, how are you doing this morning, sir? It's good to see you. Every time you meet him. And I think that's much more important than you're the boss. I mean, here's this guy impacts my life a lot more on a day-to-day basis by the way he behaves toward me, just saying hi, how you doing, than the people up on the fourth floor that never talk to you unless you get in trouble, you know, or something. So why is it that we look up to them and down on other people? I, I think hopefully we don't do that. I just encourage you that you don't. So let's see. Let's go on with dealing with prejudices. In Romans 3, 8 through 10, it says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man as faithful uh, has fulfilled the law. The commandment, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and, and whatever other commandment there may be, are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of law. It goes back to what I said earlier. That if we can keep in mind as Christians what Christ did for us when He died on that cross, how can you treat people that are down on their luck? or what? How can you treat them without that kind of respect? Now, I realize that's real hard. We've been having recently this Wall Street protest up. You see those people that don't seem to want to try to work and try to get things. It's real easy for us to just go, uh, you know, I'm not paying any attention to you. And I struggle with that because it's hard for me because I feel like I'm working hard and I'm working hard. This guy is not working and he's got an iPhone and an iPad and everything else that I don't even have. But I really think that the key there is love. We've got to love these folks. And love doesn't always mean giving them something or giving them a handout. I don't believe that's right. Because, you know, teach a man to fish, you know, that story. But I, we've got to keep that in mind, have that love in our heart. Because if we, if we can just remember what Christ done for me and somebody does you wrong, somebody does something against you, surely we can try to forgive them and just uh, move on from there. Yeah. That's that's like uh, uh, the love that I felt when I first came 
on the Mayberry cruise, uh, I didn't feel like an outsider because everybody I met in the group was so friendly. And uh, that's the way it's been, all of them. It's like when we show up, uh, we are love. And we don't show up, it's like they miss us, want to know where we are. So there is love. I mean, and love is what keeps us together. Amen. That ought to be a song or something, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Because that's true. Because, I mean, we, we I feel like in these, these Mayberry events, Mayberry Cruise, you get to meet people. And honestly, I enjoy coming and seeing the characters and the, and the actors and stuff in the show. But it's the people involved that are fans I really enjoy. It's, and it is because of that love you feel for each other. It's like a family. And as Christians, we're all supposed to be family. So we should feel that way anytime you're with a group of Christians as well. You know, you should be able to be in that group and, and feel like, hey, I'm, I'm loved by these folks. I want to come back and see them again. You know, and I, I want to at least strive in my life. I want to be that person that portrays that that feeling so that people know I want to see them. I want to be back and with them and visiting and talking and just see how they're doing. And I think... Uh, a lot of that kind of thing, if you can show that kind of love, it'll overcome a lot of prejudices that people have. It'll overcome yours if you have one. It'll overcome theirs because they'll see what kind of person you are. You know, just like that janitor I see every every day at work. You know, if you have a prejudice against, you know, somebody that's having to work, doing something like that, how could you see that man every day and the smile on his face and him, his the happiness that he shows, and not, not have something go back. If you smile at somebody, they'll smile at you. I know you've heard that before. But if you do it, it really works. Uh, hesitating to do what's right. When you saw Andy on this episode, when they told him, well, you're going to have to go tell Ray, he can't be in this. He can't do it. So do we ever hesitate like that? It's hard sometimes, isn't it? When you get told you're supposed to do something you know is not right, that gun, I'm... I know it's not right to tell Ray he can't be in this thing. You know, and, and you hesitate and you go along with it and you're not feeling good about it the whole time. And, you know, why do we do that? You know, it's, it's peer pressure to some extent, I think, or you feel like you got to mind your boss or you got to honor somebody's request. But, you know, why? we just got to be able to stand up for that kind of thing. We can't, you, you can't go out and. You couldn't tell Rafe he couldn't be in this thing. He wanted. You know, that's not right that you're prejudging him, you're, you're, you're saying no. And what caused the mayor and the lady from the, where was she from? What was it called? The Ladies League Musicale. What, what caused them? They, they had an absence of love for Rafe, right? If they had any heart, at all, how could they have done that? How could they have even said, oh, you can't be in here. They can't do it. So, if you ever have that attitude in your heart, just pray. Pray hard that God just give you that, that love for, for folks so that you can overcome it. Uh, destroying unity. Let's read John uh, 17, 20-30. says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity, to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you love me. It's kind of what you were talking about. It was the loving one another. That's how people can tell that we're different. If we're Christians, we should love one another because that's how, if, if Christ is in us, how can we not love other people that Christ is also in? Because if we love Christ, Christ is in you. I need to love you too. I should love you because you're we're the same. We're all the same. We're all God's children through Christ. 
he, he's drawn us together, and you know we just gotta it. We have got to be able to express that in ways that are positive and, and love one another, and not worry about you know if there's somebody's wearing a suit to church or a pair of sandals. You know you got to get past that because that's not what's important. We we have our youth lead at church sometimes. Well. I'm 46, or will be next month. I don't like some of the stuff the youth sing, and at least the style that they sing it. You know, they got there, they play it, and they sing it. But I can watch them and see them actually worshiping the church. I see it. And whether I like the actual style of the music, I can tell they're actually worshiping Christ through what they're doing. It's not, it's not fake. And yet there's other people that are a little older than me that just can't accept that, that that's the way, that's not church. That's terrible. That's horrible what they're doing there. And, I, and it hurts me when I see that happen because the, the future of, of the church is young people. And it's hard for me to watch. And so at times I get kind of, I don't know, bitter, angry, maybe even in some of my older brothers in Christ because their lack of wanting to accept the younger folks in our church. Because I'm kind of in the middle, so I can kind of go either direction in some sense. I love old hymns. I, I grew up that way. I love it. And I, I like a lot of the newer worship songs and stuff too. It doesn't mean that I don't have to love it. But just watching somebody else worship and you can tell that they're actually doing it in love for Christ, you know, how can you not at least honor that? And you say, okay, I accept that. That's good. You know, I, I accept that you are honoring Christ in your way. And I can accept that and be happy for it. So, let's see, where are we? Uh, number, let's talk about this. Well, we talked about this a little bit, but Andy, at first Andy agreed to cooperate with the mayor and Miss Jeffries. You know, what later events changed his mind? Well, it changed his mind. He went to talk to Rafe, saw Rafe's wife, and saw the love that she had for Rafe, right? Was that what changed his mind? Yeah. She, he saw the pride she had uh, that Rafe was going to get to sing, and just the love in her heart. You could, you could just see it in her face as it went forward. So I think that changed a lot. So Andy, I think, changed his tune. But we have that problem with peer pressure. Uh, in James uh, 12 or 112 says, Blessed is the man who perseveres uh, under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So we've got to do that. We've got to get out there. We've got to be more like Andy, which almost every time we do the Bible study, Andy seems to be the one who's usually behaving more Christian more Christ-like than Barney or somebody else. In this case, it was the mayor and Miss Jeffries. But we got to be more like that. we got to say, no, I just can't do it. Yeah, you kind of went along with it, but at some point he goes, I just can't do it. I can't tell him that. I can't do that. And why could he not do it? It's because he loved Rafe. I mean, that was why he really liked Rafe. Rafe was his friend. He couldn't do that to him. And so... Uh, but he did hesitate to do what was right and and he was wanting to please both groups talk about Andy he wanted to make the mayor happy because the mayor's his boss kind of and but he didn't want to hurt his friend so he was in a, he's in a and that's a hard place to be in it's a hard thing to do what's right sometimes I mean a lot of the time it is but I think you'll. I think I think if you'll do what's right, it'll always it was always going to be the right thing to have done. So you can always hang your hat on that. And later, after it's all over and time's passed, you're going to be much happier that you went with your convictions and did what you knew you should do, rather than wishing that I had made that choice that was the wrong one. So let's. Uh, courage to withstand in Galatians uh, 6, 9, and 10 it says let us not become weary of doing good for the proper time 
we re will reap the harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. That's what we're just saying. Well, you know, we, we just got to do the right thing. We got to go out there. We got to support our Christian brothers and sisters. We got to be uh, out there. And when I say support, you got to, I know you can't enjoy being around everybody. <laughs> There's some people you just got personality conflicts with. But even those people, if they're Christians and they're family, as they are, you got to get along with them. How many people got family members they just seem not be around? Yeah. yeah. That's why we're on the cruise. And they're not, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, mean I can't tell you how many people say, I wouldn't even talk to them if they wasn't my family. I, the only time I ever see them is at reunions. Well, you, but you still love your family even when they're like that. You might have a cousin who did something you just can't stand, but he's still my cousin. There's a love. It don't mean you have to enjoy every moment of being around them, but there's still a there's something inside of you that cares about that person that loves that person, and uh, you know so it lets you be a part of their life. You want to say something? I was just thinking that um, in the thing that you were talking about the different modes of worship that we have trouble. There's always two sides to a lot of problems, okay? And Andy really, when he came up with the idea of giving Rafe the suit, he was trying to bring the two together. And there usually is a solution. God has a solution to bring us all together in our divisions. Amen, that's right. Well, we're, we've got to get out. Our time's almost up. So let me just, uh, I want to read... Uh, Let's just read the last set of verses here. It talks about beginning in the heart. And Galatians 3, 12 through 15 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues... Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. If we can just keep some of that in mind as we go through the cruise. When they were talking, I saw the thing when they had the welcome, uh, welcome the other day to all the people coming on the cruise. Walk up to people and say hello and say hi. Do that. Let them know you're part of the Mayberry group. You know, maybe... You know, Mayberry's done a lot of things for me, and one of them is getting to do Bible studies. That wasn't really part of the plan, but it would maybe it was part of God's plan. You never know what a smile and a happiness and enjoying somebody can do to touch somebody's life. And so, as Christians, let's go out there and do that. Well, we got a final thought. It says, uh, "By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love if you have love for one another." So just, just try to go out there and enjoy that and have that in your heart and go forward. Because I know, you know, like you had mentioned, the Mayberry people, I feel like there is that. There's that really a kinship we have for one another. Man, wouldn't it be absolutely amazing if all the churches, if all the people in the church, because that's who makes up the church, had that same kind of love for one another. So let me say a prayer and we'll, we'll get out of here. Father, I just want to thank you for this time, Lord, just to allow us just to come in here and enjoy uh, Barney and Thelma Lou presenting to us just uh, some of the truths from your word, Lord. And just, Lord, I want to thank you for a time spent laughing and enjoying uh, a show that we all enjoy. And Lord, I just really want to thank you for a time spent with this family we have here, this Mayberry and our Christian brothers and sisters, Father. We just really... Uh, just can't thank you enough for what you did for us, Lord. We just want to ask that you just give us in our heart a way that we can just dis display that and put that uh, put that out in front of people just by the joy and the love that we have, not only for one another, but for other folks as well. Lord, we just ask that you just fill us up and let us go throughout the day and throughout this cruise and throughout our life just trying to be some small example of you to other people. Lord, just thank you again for this day and for allowing us to be here. Amen. 
Wow, that was on the Mayberry Cruise in 2011, and I hope you enjoyed it. The audio quality of the show was a little different for that part because it was recorded live there in a big room on the cruise ship. So I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you got something out of that as well. Folks, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to be able to hear from you. You can call me at 888-684-8415 and leave messages for me. You can email me at floyd at imayberry.com. You can drop by the, it's mayberrybiblestudypodcast.com. Leave messages there for the show notes area or however you'd like to get in touch with me. I hope you're enjoying the Mayberry Bible Study Podcast, the series of episodes we're doing, and hope you'll continue to just get something out of that and go out there and make a difference in the world and a difference in your own life so we act a little bit more like a Christian should. So, folks, until the next time, thank you for being here, and God bless. Oh, mm-hmm.